Coming up, we're going to talk about five non-Disney things to do around Orlando. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Moving to Orlando show. Coming to you from the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida, I'm your host and realtor, Pete Werner, joined by my fellow realtors, Danielle George. Hello. And Drake Shadwell. Hey, everybody. And uh, before we get started, just a reminder, if you are interested in purchasing a home in the Central Florida area, head over to movingtoorlando.com and uh, fill out the contact form, or you can send us an email, admin, A-D-M-I-N, at movingtoorlando.com, one of these great guys, or uh, Sean Falk, or Ruben Colon, who are on vacation right now, uh, can help you out. And also, while you're here, do me a favor. Hit that thumbs up button and hit that subscribe button. Okay, that really helps us out with YouTube. But anyway, now that we got that out of the way, let's we we, we want to talk about five non-Disney things to do around Orlando. Obviously, because of um, my affiliation with uh, my 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 other business, which is uh, Dreams Unlimited Travel, uh, the Diz Diz Unplugged Podcast, all revolving around Disney. A lot of our audience really loves, wants to move here to be closer to the parks. But there is more to do uh, in this area than just Disney. And of course, you know, I got to stay on brand here. The first thing on my list is Universal and SeaWorld. (laughs) Um, You know, Universal, Universal got overlooked a lot, has been overlooked by Disney fans in particular, for many years. It was always looked as less than. Then when the pandemic hit, and Disney wasn't selling annual passes, and Disney required park reservations, and Universal was selling annual passes and wasn't requiring park reservations, everybody did a collective, hmm, and started heading over, and it has been a boon for Universal, and people are starting to find out what some of us have known for a long time. Universal's pretty amazing. It's different. It's a different experience than Disney, but I think that's important. And if you think their theme parks, their resorts, uh, City Walk, dining, all that stuff is good now, wait until Epic Universe opens. Mm. They are building actively right now another theme park. And I think this one's, I, I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. And again, I forget to introduce our producer. Oh, hi, hi. Craig Williams, <laughs> of course, who is also the host of our Universal podcast. So he can certainly uh, weigh in on, well, he can weigh in on any of this because he lives here and he moved here for the same reason a lot of you are moving here. The mm-hmm. reason I moved here. Um but it's been an interesting ride this year, this past year with Universal. Yeah, uh, yeah as you already mentioned, it got a lot of new eyes on it because of how uh, open and accessible they made it during the entire pandemic. Uh, you know, not always for the best, but you know what? It opened up quickly, not uh, cutting back on annual passes, uh, being a little bit more uh, 
being a little bit better with their capacity and saying come on in uh it's made it really uh it's made it really enjoyable for a lot of locals who were missing the theme park magic without you know you know they it was it was a nice it was a nice trade off but i think even beyond the parks if you're not interested in the rides and stuff take advantage of the fact at universal that after 6 it is free parking for city walk so that that gives you a place where you can go and you can walk their short little lap that they have but there's lots of dining and you know you can go to the movies there their theater is really awesome uh yeah. there's there's still enough to do without without giving in and going into the universal parks but once you go in those two you're gonna find out that you know it's it's pretty cool too they've got a lot going for it we were just over there last night my family i've got family in town and we had dinner over at the kitchen uh at the hard rock hotel and it has been a while since i've been in that hotel and i walked in and first of all the service in that hotel from valet to the restaurant I was blown away, blown away, like to the point where I start, and I, this sounds really arrogant, and I don't mean it to come out like this, but I started wondering, like, do they know who I am? And like, no, they didn't. Well, actually, the valet did. Um, but he said it at the end. He's like, you look really familiar. I'm like, YouTube. He's like, oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, but we had a wonderful meal. It's a gorgeous hotel. And that's not my favorite. My favorite. My favorite hotel at Universal, arguably, my favorite hotel in Orlando, Portofino. Portofino Bay. These hotels are run by Lowe's. Lowe's runs a very good hotel. They know what they're doing. And Portofino, Portofino's my heart. I, I love that. Um, but, yeah, I mean... Uni and then there's SeaWorld. Yeah. Actually, before we finish with Universal, oh, yeah, I will say Volcano Bay is arguably the best water park in Orlando. Thank you for calling it a water park. It's what? What else would it be? They, they call it a park. No, they drop the water <laughs> and they call it a theme park. It's three. We have three. No, you have two theme parks on a water park. Knock it off. Yeah, no, it's um, one of my favorite. I love the virtual lines that they have for the rides, so you can still, you know, go around the lazy river while you're waiting to go on one of the rides. But they were doing that before pandemic, weren't they? The virtual lines. Yeah, yeah, they developed it starting with uh, Jimmy Fallon and Fast and Furious and Volcano Bay and you know something they've they've dabbled in, not like Disney that just no, went like all pretty in. prescient. Yeah, pretty prescient. I'm no, I'm not gonna not gonna Disney bash right now, um, <laughs> but you know, so Universal. Do you have anything you want to add about Universal? Uh, I'm. I was just going to let us talk about, I mean, theme parks in general. This whole, like, first category is just kind of boggles your mind that Orlando has so many really large theme parks that, I mean, they are anywhere else they would be, like, the thing that a town would have. And we have SeaWorld. We have Universal. We have Disney. Like, the like there are so many that are in such a large area that are competing with each other. And that competition benefits us <laughs> they like I've said that all many many times yeah fight it out guys we're we're, <laughs> we're enjoying what you're doing yeah. um and universal has been gaining consistently over the last five six I, maybe even longer um i think since the opening of wizarding world 
um, Universal's been gaining market share. Not significantly enough for Disney to really get worried, but enough for them to pay attention. Because for the longest time, and we, I say market share, I mean Disney has like 90% of it. Um, but maybe that's down to 88%. Um, when Epic Universe opens, God only knows. But SeaWorld is the other one I want to talk about. Because SeaWorld has had... I've always loved SeaWorld. It is an absolutely stunning, stunning theme park. And a lot of great attractions, if you like, you know, getting the crap kicked out of you and roller coasters and up, upside, which is not my thing. And don't even bother with the blackfish nonsense. Okay? Don't even bother with that. Um, this is a, a, a wonderful park. And every time I'm over there, I'm just reminded that I really... It's, just, it's got a very different feel. Very I, different feel. I love the coasters over there, like Manta and all that. Those are, those are my favorite of all the theme parks. Uh, I love the theming of Universal, and I love the theme of Disney. But the, as for like an actual ride that I want to scream scream my lungs off and like get... Because I am. I am the person that likes to like strap in and say, all right, and have that terrifying moment of going up in the coaster. I am that person. And SeaWorld has a plethora of those rides that really get your heart pumping, that really just make you have that excitement that you want in a coaster. They're very well designed. And, I mean, Danielle, you obviously agree. Oh, yeah. Mako is one of my favorites. I rode it about three times last time I was there because I – I couldn't get enough. I did it by myself. And I was like, I don't even care. I'll, I'll keep riding it by myself. But it's funny. We actually were talking about this in the car the other day. Drake, you were talking about the performances at SeaWorld. Um, can you just like touch on that a little bit? Uh, so SeaWorld has caught on to the trend of, oh, people love theming. Um, people are like, oh, Disney kind of set the standard and Universal's following along. And then SeaWorld noticed and they built Sesame Street. Um, they have, and that's where a lot of their parades go. Or Sesame and, Place. Sesame Place. Isn't that what it is? Uh, Sesame Place, I believe, is the theme park. That oh, is, is the theme park. Okay. North. Yeah. Yeah, they partnered with Sesame Street yes. to build the land in SeaWorld. That is, that is Sesame Street themed. And that is where they have parades come through. And the dancers there are phenomenal. Like the parades in some of the other parks are very over the top. The costumes are amazing. They're visually stunning. But a lot of times you don't get challenging choreo like you do in the SeaWorld parade. I was watching these dancers and was blown away. I was like, how many times do you do this a day? And how do you do it this many times a day? They're doing pirouettes. They're doing complicated. Like there was a jump rope choreo that I was like, that is that's not just showy. That's difficult. You're doing Drake. Drake has a background in theater, oh, yeah. which is why he's using words like choreo <laughs> instead of being a human being and just saying choreography. <laughs> the way they moved, <laughs> they, like I, I could tell that these were and, and Disney hires really good dancers. But I've always felt like unless you're in a like an equity show, which is is, is different. That they're not using a lot of their dancers to their full potential. Equity being the union. Thank you. That covers uh, entertainers. Yeah. And SeaWorld takes these, a lot of times the same dancers, and gives them choreography that is pushing them to their full potential. And it shows. I mean, 
And I know some of those dancers, they're happy about it. They like the fact that they get to dance these really fun, really cool dances. And I'm sitting there as a performer, like myself, just living and loving every moment of it. Plus, you've got Elmo doing some of this stuff. That is, that is incredible. And I, like, I grew up on Sesame Street. So I do love those characters. Like, I love the Disney ones, like the Universal ones. And so I, I would sit on that corner and I would watch that parade over and over and over and over. All right. Let's move away from theme parks. Yes. And talk about some of the other things that, you know, as someone who's lived here for, you know, over 20 years, um, I have not been, to the Dr. Phillips Performing Arts Center since it moved to its new location. I had been a couple times when it was in its old location. It was the worst uh, acoustics you could imagine. The the Bob Carr, which oh, the Bob definitely Carr. make sure you pay attention to because sometimes events will come in and they'll still end up at Bob Carr. Yeah, the Bob and- Carr is not where you want to be. The Dr. Phillips Performing Arts Center, which is in downtown mm-hmm. Orlando, um, this is where a lot of the Broadway touring companies, when they're traveling the country, is where they go. And a lot of you have concerts and events that go on there all the time. You can buy season passes for uh, the for the Broadway series. Um, John and Kevin uh, mm-hmm. maintain passes for that. Um, really wonderful, really wonderful entertainment. Really, and a beautiful venue, an absolutely stunning venue. Disney's Frozen is actually going to be there uh, starting in February of next year. Oh, really? Yeah, they're having um, the Broadway in Orlando. They're coming here, um, I believe, the February 24th to March 6th of 2022. And our, our good friend Nick Walker, um, who uh, was in Hamilton, uh, uh, he played at the, uh, they, yep. they played at the uh, uh, Dr. Phillips Center. Yeah. Um, and Nick's got some interesting stuff going on in his life right now. Oh yeah, no, uh, it's uh, Doctor Phillips Center is incredible. It like I cannot even begin to say how much better it was than the Bob Carr, which hopefully oh. you will never have to deal with it. Uh, but it was such a step up, just because it was it's a theater designed to actually uh, you know have great sound, uh, to have as many good seats in the house as possible. Uh, it is very online with any other new theaters that are built. But you know, if you live in a if you live in a city where you have older theaters that were built in like the 1900s, like what we had in Pittsburgh growing up, then it's just it is a massive upgrade. You know, just that little extra space, and I I, I love it. I've seen many shows there. I've seen concerts there. Uh, I have lots of different favorite seats in that house. I've even sat in the second to last row from the top and had the a, nose bleeds. Uh, yeah. And my nose did bleed and I uh, could not hear as well, but my ears are also going. So that's a, that's a whole different problem, but it is a remarkable theater. Um, the other thing, uh, Drake had brought this up and I thought it was a good idea. Natural Florida, mm-hmm. uh, the parts and there's plenty, there's plenty here for that. Uh, the parts of Florida that haven't been developed into new build communities, theme parks, restaurants, strip malls. Um, one of my personal favorites, I just have some really wonderful memories there, is Wakiva Springs. Um, this is a natural spring. This is a, uh, you can 
take canoe rides down. Um, you can also, this is where manatees, if you want to see manatees, um, this is where manatees show up because of the warm, uh, the warm water. Um, absolutely beautiful. Uh, but it's also nature and, you know, me and nature. But I, I have had some really wonderful experiences over there. Me and nature get along just fine. And I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm more of an indoor boy. Yeah. So I, I took a trip out to the two places that I can recommend are, it's another place to swim with manatees and it's, it's about an hour away. And I think I didn't realize I'd like swimming with manatees as much as I did. I, but you're underwater and you'll be looking and you'll be looking, and you'll be like, where are they? And then all of a sudden, you're still, and you kind of just get this feeling of like, something is close by, and you look to your right, and there's this, manatees are huge, and they're just cruising by like it's no big deal. And uh, it was a really cool experience for me and like 10 of my friends just went out and had an, like a really nice just afternoon trip that was- Well, they call them sea cows, as opposed to me when I swim, and they call me sea elephant. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, and they're the most gentle creatures, mm-hmm. the most don't, gentle creatures. Don't reach out and touch them. They'll tell you all about it. Like let them, they can come up to you, but just be, you know, be mindful of it, but go and go and check them out. Go and say hello. I got to pop my drone up and kind of look from above and they're everywhere. And they like, it's just really cool to have those places that still respect the nature, respect, like let you be a part of it, but respect their space. Yeah. Yeah. There's a place just about an hour and a half away from here, uh, closer to Tampa called crystal river, um, where you can actually swim with them in their natural habitat right by the coast. Um, it was only about $65 and I thought that wasn't too bad for an almost two hour experience. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, also, I mean, there are like original roadside attractions like Gatorland um, that are still here and still popular. Um, well, we popular in a much more limited sense than maybe <laughs> Walt Disney World or, or Universal. Um, they pay the bills. What's that? They, they get their bills paid. They get their yeah. bills paid. You mentioned an alpaca farm. There is. There's an alpaca farm. I think it's called Luna Farms. Yes. And it is so cute. They have alpacas. They have llamas. Um, and they let you pet them and feed them out of your hand. And you get to little sit with the baby llamas. And the baby llamas will come up to you. And you'll get to pet them. And they'll give you a whole the whole spiel about their competitions. And like how that like... They'll they'll tell you about alpaca and llama farm like llama raising, and it's it was a really cool experience. Danielle, have you been a, a, able to do it before? Uh, no, because alpacas scare me. Okay. <laughs> um, so when I was looking up this topic, had, I was like, she, she had an unfortunate incident as a child with a vicious <laughs> va- a vampire alpaca. <laughs> For some reason, it's the sensory of like touching the. Al- I don't know. It's just scary to me. But I did look. You can actually buy an alpaca there. If I know, I maybe you want to buy an alpaca for some reason, so you can. I don't know what you do with that. I don't but, know. What, um, <laughs> I mean, alpaca fur is very soft. It's yeah. It's, I I don't know. I was not very interested in that, but all the power to you, Drake, for wanting to sit with them. <laughs> so beyond beyond, uh, you had something, Craig. Um, I was just gonna say, don't 
like in terms of we mentioned a lot of swimming with manatees it's just not that there's a lot of state parks and a lot of uh, conservation areas all around uh, lake louisa is just south of actual claremont and north of four corners claremont and that is a beautiful widespread uh, park with lots of hiking trails there's up around akoe there's a trail that you can you don't even have to get out of your car. You can literally just drive it around. So for the person who wants to experience Florida without being near snakes and alligators and manatees, there's right. options. And I want to, uh, I, I want to move. Danielle's got to go do showing. So I want to make sure we get these last two in. Yeah. Uh, so she's not late for that. Um, Icon park over on international drive. Um, I don't know that I drive gets, it gets a lot of attention from international guests, from the, especially uh, British folks. Um, you know, they're more in touch, I think, with iDrive than the locals are or the general Disney fan community. I don't think too many of us leave property to go over to iDrive. But when you live here and you want to find other things, not a terrible not a terrible place no, to go. There's this a is, lot of good dining options. It's a lot of good dining. You have the Orlando Eye over there. There's a lot of attractions on International Drive in general. It's aquarium over at Icon Park. Um, I think the best way to describe it is kind of, we mentioned this on something else earlier, but I think it applies to this the best is that if this was anywhere except in Disney's backyard, it would be a, it'd be a city maker. It'd, yeah. be, a, it'd be a, it'd be the staple of that place. And that's so. the thing is that any of these things, whether they're dinner theaters, restaurants, attractions, they know they have to compete with Universal, SeaWorld, and Walt Disney World. Mm. So they got to bring their A game if they're going to last. And Icon Park's been here for a little while, mm. been here for a few years. But finally, in one place, vacation, moving here, I don't care. You need to go out of your way. Kennedy Space Center. First of all, incredible history of uh, the U.S.'s uh, manned flights uh, to the moon. Um, incredible, like, I mean, because this is where they all went from, right? This is where the Mercury missions, the Apollo missions, and now, you know, uh, SpaceX and uh, uh, Blue Origin. Yep. Um, you know, it's getting a lot of press. We just had a, 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 the first all-civilian crew. Um, go into space and come back. All of this stuff happening, going out of Kennedy Space Center. And uh, even if you're not going to see a launch, there's just, there's so many exhibits and so much history. And it harkens, especially, like, I love that history of the 60s and the space program. Um, and what a great place to get in touch with. About an hour drive, hour, hour and 15 minutes out of Orlando, um, especially if you are coming in to do a cruise and you come in mm -hmm. a couple days early and you stay out uh, near the port, Port Canaveral, Kennedy Space Center is hop, skip, and a jump. Um, I have been on Disney cruises coming out of port when a launch is going off. Oh, that's wow. It's really, really, really cool. As a matter of fact, one was happening um, during a sail away party. And everybody was on the railing, looking at, looking at the launch instead of the sailway party. But yeah. you you don't even have to be a fan of space <coughs> in order to enjoy Kennedy. Uh, that you can literally walk under a decommissioned Saturn V rocket. 
what they used in the Apollo missions. And this building is like a mile long. It just, it keeps going. So it's, and then you can stand in front of a decommissioned shuttle as well, too. Yep. When you see these up close, it doesn't matter if you care less about space. It's, you are just left in There's awe something of about what's it. there. Yeah. There's something about it. Kennedy Space Center. And again, this is just a, uh, you know, Universal SeaWorld, you know, Duckville Performing Arts Center, Natural Florida, Icon Park, Kennedy Space Center. These are just a few examples. Um, there's a lot here. It's one of the best parts about living here is that we have these things, some of these things no other place in the country has. And it does make living here special. It does give you options you don't have. I didn't have when I lived in New Jersey. Um, and, and, and all of these things have, you know, great repeatability. You know, it, they're not just one and done. Um, I just thought it was important we talk. Mm-hmm. We talk about that because we talk about, you know, moving here to live closer to the parks. But there's other things here, too, that make this just a wonderful place to live. So if you are interested... And moving to the Central Florida area, please reach out to us, movingtoorlando.com. You can fill out our contact form or just send an email to admin, A-D-M-I-N, at movingtoorlando.com. And one of our awesome uh, realtors will get in touch with you to help you out. And that will do it for this week's episode of the Moving to Orlando show. We'll see you again next week. Have a great one.